subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. All right, Big Mike is in the home of the Bulldogs in Waldron. What's up, Big Mike? Uh, Sam has got to get his head around being the head coach. That's the problem with him. Two weeks ago, he said, we ran the plays we practiced after the Florida game. Well, old man, you should have been on the headset telling Dan to run the plays you practiced the rest of the year. You know, it ain't just you ain't just making a decision to punt or go for it or kick the field goal. You got to keep your coaches wrangled, too. That, that's about all I got to say. Thanks, Big Mike. Yeah, I said that after Sam made that statement. There is some account- accountability with him that he has to have at that point. And I, there's a fine line between not being and what's the – I always forget the word, Tommy, a boss that's too over-the-top micromanager yeah. versus some leniency. Yeah. It's a fine line in the college football world. All right, let's talk to Jimmy and Conway. What's up, Jimmy? Top of the morning to you, fellas. Morning. Hey, I, I want to go back to Saturday. I, I don't have as much problem with losing to Auburn as the way that it went down. They just laid down and quit. And to see your captain, KJ, over there on the sideline when they, they focused in on him, Laughing it up, all smiles when they're getting their brains beat in is an embarrassment. Now, Sam is supposed to be an offensive line specialist, and he hasn't been able to fix it all year long. And I'm, so I don't, I don't have any faith that he can fix the rest of it if he can't fix that. I'm done with him. I, I wish him well. I know he loves the university, but he needs to step down for the good of the university. You think he? Thanks, guys. You think he forgot how to coach offensive line, or maybe the players aren't there to fix it with? Now but, he's responsible either yeah, way. There you go. But I mean, you can't. It's not like you can just go get on the waiver wires here and let's see who's out there. I mean, he's responsible for getting the players. He's responsible for coaching the players, regardless of position. But yeah, O line's his specialty, and that's where you never thought you'd have a deficiency. Mm-hmm. And I think you know I've said this week several times. Maybe it's it's awfully ironic that maybe the offensive line is going to be his undoing when you thought that'd always be the strength. JR's up next on the McCarty Dan Hotline. What's up, JR? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Good, brother. Hey, just something I didn't get to watch the game Saturday. I, I listened to it. Uh, the biggest thing that I heard from most people were talking about the effort uh, that was was put out on the field that day. Uh, I, this is my thing. I don't know what Sam brings to the table going into next year, uh, given the fact that he fired his offensive coordinator because the play calling, trying to fit the quarterback, all that stuff. But you can't you can't go into this thinking that firing an offensive coordinator was going to fix the problem whenever you have what happened Saturday put on the field. That is that is all about head coach. Uh and I've heard suggestions about people going, you know, Pierrechek going out and hiring an offensive coordinator that has a little experience as head coach to help him Sam out. <clears throat> there, there's no sense in lowering the bar going into next year with with the league growing like it's going to grow next year with Texas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't see what he brings to the table. He's a lame duck coach. If you try to if you try to get him into retirement, you know, you're 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 putting the program on the sacrificial table just to get him into retirement because he's a good nice guy and it's nothing personal against him i just i just don't think he brings anything to the table going into next year given the effort that we've seen here and the stories of you know uh what goes on locker room and and how they show up the game dressed you know 
I know all that stuff goes on everywhere, but it, it just doesn't seem that he he can bring in year four. He doesn't bring anything to the table that's gonna that's gonna make this program, you know, do better. Uh, so anyway, thanks, you All right, last call before we get to Richard goes to Mac, who's in Van Buren this morning. What's up, Mac? What's happening? Nothing hey, much. Uh, quick, quick opinion. You know, when when Sam was hired, um, I thought, well. Everything I thought about him was going to be a positive because he, Arkansas needs a homer. We need another Houston Met. We need somebody to win nine, ten games a year and keep the fan base happy. Somebody that can motivate. I think Sam has a lack of of motivational skills when it comes to players, or we have a captain's problem. Um, you know, Sam's the general manager. He's going to put staff around him and. I'd like to see the support for him because I'd like to get back to somebody that's just not going to leave when they're successful. And, you know, it's just, if you look at the history, the guy that was talking about the history, he's correct. There's a lot of history, and there's a lot of people that was homers to, to Arkansas that was successful. And that's just my opinion. You know, I mean, the fan base is going to want to win and be a national championship and, and contender and stuff like that, but Sam has not proven that we can't. It's been proven for 20 years that we can't. See, Mac, I think think there's a lot of coaches trying to figure it out in this new world. Um, And and when I say new world, it's the transfer portal and the NIL world that, you know, Sam's an old school coach. And old school methods, I'm not sure, are effective today. And I think there's a lot of coaches, not just Sam Pittman, trying to figure out how to manage in today's world where you didn't deal with, portal and NIL money and how to manage the players, you know, and one player getting more than the other and re-recruiting your players every day. And I, I think it's an, an issue that's, um, you know, really a problem for the sport right now. And old school guys, I think, possibly have a little harder time adapting to, to the new ways of college football. In terms of the Houston Nut comparison you brought, Mac, we appreciate the call this morning. We're going to talk some recruiting with Richard in just a sec. There's just not a plethora of those guys out there. And I do wonder if this athletics department makes a change, who they could potentially vet, who would actually even be considered for this job that actually would have mutual interest. It's one thing for Arkansas to have interest. It's another thing for that prospective head coach to have interest in Fayetteville. Richard, we've had plenty of complaints this morning on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. I wonder what the conversations you've had with young men and parents that are potentially going to wind up at Arkansas or committed currently. How have they felt about the last few days or so in conjunction with Sam Pittman's job security? Well, I mean, uh, obviously, the, the, they see the chatter, they see the. Uh uh, unhappiness of the fan base, uh, and then all the rumors that uh, come with uh, a forty-eight ten uh, uh, loss on Saturday, and and obviously it's uh, you know right now it's just, there's just a lot of uncertainty. Uh, yeah, they're 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 wondering if the the coach that they committed to is going to be there next year, and uh, so you know they're they're kind of kind of trying to figure it all out uh and, and you know during during especially when it looked like the, the you know after the florida game uh looked like uh, maybe things were gonna you know uh go uh in a different direction and then uh you, you see what happened on saturday uh it uh it obviously just they're, they're just like anybody else uh they're, they're uncertainty and uh you know kind of uh doubts and and but uh, at the same time, I mean, the staff is doing a good job of keeping them on board. And, and most of them, uh, you know, as far as I know, I mean, the, the, I, don't, I don't know of any of the guys that are thinking, well, man, they need, they need to make a change. They're committed to this staff and Coach Pittman, and they, 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 they want to play for the guy. Richard, the staff. on that note, how much more diff? it's one thing to recruit during a losing streak. How much more difficult is it with all this out there and not just recruit, but keep commitments currently with you? You've got in 2024. Yeah, it's extremely tough. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you have other, other schools in your ear. You, you, and, and you also, you also, when you go to school, 
you're hearing it from from you know your classmates, your teammates going, "What well, what's going on? What's going on?" and and it just wears on you. There's no doubt about it. If you're you're committed to them, and uh, and and everybody's asking you what's going on, and uh, is Coach Pittman going to be there next year? And and, and you, you uh, after a while, it just kind of gets a little old, obviously. And uh, it, it's 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 a very difficult situation. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I, there's there's no there's no magic formula for it. I mean, obviously to to, to win the next two games that that would that would definitely help. But uh, uh, there's there's just uh, not much you can say right now. It's just not a good uh, good situation. Richard Davenport with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. There was a re, you know reported like eighty three or so visits or, or recruits visiting last week during that game when. When you have an outcome like that, a crowd that leaves early like the way it did with, with the way Auburn dominated the ball game, I mean, I, I know it's not good, but is it is it as devastating as some fans fear that, hey, it, uh, you know, that, that you're, you know, it's going to ruin the program and some of these, you know, uh, jump off the cliff takes? I mean, what, what's been the response to some of those that you've talked to that were actually there as a, as a recruit visiting last weekend? Well, here, here's the deal. I, I'll, I'll just, you know, a lot of the fans obviously are going to have, a, you know, some fans are going to have some somewhat of an extreme right. uh, look at it and, and in a negative way. I, I get it. I mean, after Saturday, that, that, that's that's what comes with a 48-10 loss and, and the way, that, uh, you know, they performed. But, uh, you know, I remember Yelda Forholt, uh, uh, obviously one of the, more highly recruited uh, lineman in the country his senior year at IMGA Academy. Well, well he, he committed to Arkansas, uh, and during the first year of the, uh, you know, of uh, the Bielema uh, era uh, season, and everybody was saying there's no way he's going to stick, there's no way he's going to stick. Well, obviously he's stuck. I mean, and a lot of most most kids uh, when they make a commitment, they follow through with it. Now, is that going to be the case here? I, who knows? Uh, who knows? I, I tend to think that most of them will stick if uh, Coach Pittman is uh, retained, and uh, I, 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 based on what I can tell. So, I, I, kids obviously they they see things differently, and they also see it in a way that uh, okay. I, Let's throw out Auburn. Before that, Arkansas was very competitive. Had a chance to win just about every game. You, you, you. The optimism was there that saying, "Hey, I can come in and I can help this team get over the hump and start winning those games that they're losing by one score, and we can get this thing going again." And that's that's. I think that's how most of the guys look at it because they see a team other than what happened on Saturday, very competitive. Just needs a few more pieces, and they can get over the hump. That's the thinking of them. What, what do you think the number of um, visits looks like this weekend? Six thirty game, easier to get in as far as travel and timing. Um, you know, will there be a, a drop off with the number of recruits? Will you see about the same? What are you expecting for this weekend with visits on campus? Don't have a firm number right now. Probably tomorrow, I'll have a better idea of uh, uh, who. Uh, who's coming because uh the reason i say that a lot of times you know you have guys early in the early in the week will say hey coach i'm coming i'm coming but a lot of a lot of guys make the last last second decisions uh on wednesday and thursday or you know maybe they they can't get a ride or or uh they get a they suddenly find a ride or something like that uh so uh don't have a firm uh number on kids uh who, who's coming and, and and the number but uh it 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 would probably be the tr- tr- traditional uh 40 to 60 kids uh you know uh, for for a game now being a, a lesser you know you know opponent uh that may uh that kids may just say well I'll just wait for the Missouri game but uh uh it would probably be anywhere from 40 to 60 Richard Davenport with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, Whole Hog Sports, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Richard, we had early signing for basketball, volleyball, golf, other sports on this campus. In your opinion, based on the conversation with college coaches and high school parents and student athletes, when would be the best time 
first signing period in college football? You know, I'd probably stick with what they got right now. Uh, I've talked to coaches uh, about uh, possibly having an early signing period in August, and most of the high school coaches are not for that. Uh, Why? Why is that? Because they feel like some of the kids would start to shut it down. And uh, they 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 got their they got their scholarship. They're already signed. Uh, you know why why, uh, why focus on my season when I already know what I'm going to do? Uh, the high school coaches don't want it before the start of the season. There, there's there's no doubt about that. So really, right now, I I I can't imagine uh, you know uh, anything other than what what they have right now in December now. Could, could they just make it to where kids could just sign at any time whenever they feel like it? I guess they could. But uh, then, then obviously you'd have, uh, you know, if you do it before the season or anything like that, you're going to have, uh, you know, coaching changes, and then you're going to have to uh, go go through all that and make exceptions and, and uh, let them uh, out of their, I mean, out of their uh, national letter of intent. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I would just tend to think uh, right now, December is the best time. You talk to the high school coaches, they don't want to do it before the season. Thanksgiving dinner will be memorable this year at the historic Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in Hot Springs. Thursday, November 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Venetian Dining Room, you'll have a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required. Must have credit card to hold reservations. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, let's talk to Marcus first. Go ahead, Marcus. Oh yes, my question is um, with us not having an OC, how likely would it be for us to get? Uh, actual OC worth anything if Pittman's, you know, Pittman's year-to-year type. With, in my eyes, that's kind of like suicide on the new OC uh, with his career and everything. Well, you solve that with the... Uh, you, you're, that's a fair question. Great question. It's a good question, Marcus. But you solve that with a contract. And that's what... I mean, look at the contract Dan Enos had. You know, so... Unfortunately, you solve that problem with money, but how much more money can you keep spending? I mean, you hope Dan Enos gets a great job somewhere making a lot of money so you can get him off your payroll. I don't know that that, you know, we haven't seen anything yet, but we're, we're early in that season. It's the balance of, and Marcus, appreciate the call, it's the balance Good of question. getting an established either head coach that could fit an offensive coordinator role and help him out with some stuff or getting the young up-and-comer that you don't have to pay as much that you're banking on the ceiling. But you need the experience to go along with that. You you need Bobby Petrino without it being Bobby Petrino. You need another version of Bobby Petrino that's been a head coach and is a great play caller. Melvin's in Sheridan this morning, home of the Yellow Jackets. Melvin, what's up? Hey, guys, I've heard a lot of great stuff off this station this week, and I've kind of changed my tune. And, Tommy, I don't call it throwing money at it, but I feel like, in my opinion, that the Arkansas football head coaches are always afraid to 
hire top assistants because they're worried that that top assistant might get more tread, more traction, and take their job. You, you understand what I'm saying? Well, I would. Like ar- they're looking on the show, huh? Uh, Melvin, I'd argue that those top assistants don't want to come to Fayetteville, dude. Well, uh, well, they used to would come. That's okay, fair. but I, I, you know, but I was talking about. <laughs> Y'all have got me on the idea of keeping him for a couple of years and saving money, but heck, you need to spend money on assistance if you're going to try yeah. to keep him. I agree. And, um, I agree. I, it's, it, I don't want to keep him to save money. I want to keep him because I don't want to start over again. We can't keep firing our way out of this problem. Now, you know, you can only go so far to you just say, you know, you're stuck in neutral as A&M said, but... Uh, can can you can you really afford another change? I'm not talking financially afford. Can the stability of the program afford another change when we've had so much change really since 2012? Charlie's in Mountain Home this morning. Bombers trying to upset the Bulldogs this weekend in Greenwood on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. What's up, Charlie? Uh, morning, guys. Hey, listen, I would like to remind everybody when Sam was hired, who's that defensive coach out of Missouri, the ex-head coach up there that was hired? Barry Odom. Yeah, and and the talk on these shows at the time was, oh, he's gonna he's gonna mentor old Sam and teach him how to be a head coach, teach him how to get the buses lined up and the motels fixed and all this. <laughs> and uh, you know, we kind of everybody was all proud of that idea, and it seemed to work, uh, quite honestly. And it was a good idea, I guess. But we let it go after a couple after a season of a few wins. We, we, meaning uh, the administration, the administrators, and the sports talk, and the and the fans, let that go, and then left old Sam high and dry with uh, uh, maybe making some bad decisions without the support that we gave him initially. It might be food for thought. People just stick with this guy, get the hunter involved a little more. Uh, you say he goes to all the practices. Well, have him do something about it. How do you let that four losses go with uh, before they hired, fired that guy? I mean, I, I, I'm I'm calling some of the stuff that gets said on these shows. If he was that involved, he should have got involved a little after two losses. Anyway, give Sam a little time. I think he, he's the coach that you need in this state uh, for the level of football that you're going to be having. And you have to be realistic about your football program. It's not near what you think it is. Thanks for the call, Charlie. Appreciate it. you were about to say something, Tommy. Go ahead. Well, I mean, they didn't let Barry Odom go. Barry Odom got a head coaching job. Yeah. So, I mean, and I know he's pretty good this year. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's, he's building a, a resume for himself. But um, I do agree you need that kind of role. And, you know, maybe that's the next offense coordinator. Maybe it's someone else in your program. It doesn't have to be an on-field coach. A lot of programs hire, you know, support staff and, um, you know, people to be around a head coach to help him that aren't necessarily on the field coaches. So you don't always have to think about, hey, this guy's got to have this, you know, play calling skills and got to be in tune with the RPO and has got to, you know, understand the blocking schemes that Sam wants to run and be a form. You know, you can bring in someone, um, you know, that, that's got those that experience to be a guiding hand that could just be on the staff. And be a good sounding board. Mm-hmm. Nelson's in Harrison this morning on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. What's up, Nelson? Hey, guys. Uh, I, I kind of like that last call there. Uh, you know, they, hey, hang on, Nelson. Is, they kind of did the same thing. I'm sorry to interrupt. With Turner Gill when yeah. he was on staff to help Chad Morris. So um, he wasn't an on-the-field coach. Obviously, out. he had his work cut out for him. But, Nelson, go ahead. But I'm, I'm saying Arkansas has done that yeah. before. Mm-hmm. So. No, I've I've listened all I listened all week and I've listened to different all these different podcasts and stuff, guys. And this is what's troubling with me right here. Okay, you're telling me, you're telling me that we had a better football team with Chad Morris recruits than we do with the recruits that are being brought in by this coaching staff. How does that happen? How do you well, have a better it, football hang team? On, hang on, Nelson. It's not just. I mean, you've got – they overhauled half the roster this year. Now, I understand your point, but the game has changed even since Chad Morris was here. I mean, now now you're not solely dependent. And I hear what you're saying, but the the rules are a lot different than even when Chad Morris was here. Yeah, but 
But, you know, whenever we had – even Chad Morris's offensive line recruits, you know, were playing better offensive line than what we're doing with Cody Kennedy or whatever. Now, guys, this is what I want – this is what I want to say to everybody. I mean, I would love to keep – I would love to keep that. But with with the way things are going – I, I tell you what I'd like to do. If, if they do get rid of Pittman, I'd like to see him go after Odom. Because Odom did good in the SEC as a head coach. But I don't want him to get rid of Pittman. I want Pittman to get an offensive, an offensive coordinator in here that can help him, that can actually give you know give him the advice that Barry, Barry Odom gave him whenever Barry Odom was here. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see Pittman get a little bit of an iron Iron fist, you know, because you cannot, you cannot allow the inmates to run the asylum. And just like the Mississippi State game, you cannot have KJ's body language being the way it was in the Mississippi State game and not go to your OC and say, we got to change. We got to make a change and jumpstart this thing. We're, we're out here floundering around like a, like a fish about to die. What are we going to lose by by changing? And we've seen what Criswell could do. You know, Criswell's got a little spin on his ball. Criswell gets out there and makes a sixty yard run. I mean, he was trying whenever he got in there. You got to sometimes pump a little life into your life into your your uh, your team by making a change. You think they Thank s- you, guys. I wonder, and we'll, we'll play some of Pittman's audio this week. Um, concerning Jacoby Criswell? Because I asked that question to you, Chuck, yesterday. You don't think there's any quarterback? Have you changed your opinion on that? Well, when you say quarterback controversy, that... I didn't say controversy. I said, do you think that there's an opportunity for Jacoby Criswell to start this week? No, not based to start. On the, the fact the, that you're not going to make a bowl game, based on the fact that, again, no. offense has looked as bad as it has at points, even though two weeks ago looked pretty decent relative to where it was. You don't think there's any I, chance? In my opinion, no. I mean, yep. I, I don't think you make a change at starting quarterback. And we talk about divided locker rooms and, you know, the teams choose the quarterback. And who gives you your best chance to win? It's still KJ. It's not an unproven backup at this point. So, I mean, I think Chris was the future of the program. And we had that flash with that 60-yard run followed by a touchdown pass. But, uh, you know, if my job, if my job is, if I'm in, put yourself in Sam Pittman's shoes. Mm-hmm. His job's on the line this week, right? You lose this game, you're fired, and there's no debate, right? So, are you going to turn it over this week to to someone to start the game at quarterback when it's all on the line? I'm not doing that. Well, let's hear what Coach had to say about that earlier this week. To come in here on a Monday and a- answer questions and be truthful to you it's hard because we haven't had any conversations with anybody on the team you, you, you know what I mean like if we were going to do something and, and we're not by the way but Jacoby I think has earned the right to play some mm-hmm. but to answer a question truthfully when I haven't had the opportunity to tell a kid before I tell the media that's why Mondays a lot of times if we ever start practicing in the morning I think these will be a lot better interviews you know what i mean but uh like i said before bob i think he really gave us a spark and man he looked fast and you know he's played two games so two two touchdowns you know in both games and uh, i'm really excited about him and our future but i think he's earned the right to get on the field so i mean yeah the only way he gets on the field is they blow out blow him out or they feature him during the course of a game that might be closer than you originally anticipate or somewhere in between but yeah, I mean, um, but is there a different offensive line for Jacoby Criswell than there is for KJ? I'm not aware of one. Would there be a problem with the coaching staff asking KJ if he anticipates staying or going next year? And then if, based on his answer, play Criswell Again, or not? Are you making that decision if your I, job depended on it? If, that, if, the, if, if the ending of your career as well, a coach, because... When when Sam's done here, his his football coaching career, he'll retire and he'll go to the lake, right? That seems to be the the conventional thought. Are you going to put all your chips in the center of the table I, against someone that 
has not had a collegiate start. I don't think you're really. I don't think the fans. Well, I'm not expect them to beat Missouri for one. So that, that it can't hurt you at this point too much. I mean, dude, your job is on the line. I mean, you cannot lose this game. I mean, you cannot. Too big a it's too big a risk for me I if think, I'm in Sam's shoes. I think where Tommy's coming from makes a lot of sense to me. Or would really? they give him up some slack since he is a no, backup quarterback? No, no, the slack's gone. None. David is in South Arkansas this morning on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. David, you got about a minute and a half, man. Welcome in. Oh, uh, good morning, gentlemen. Just a quick comment about NIL, and I think what could be done about that. Part of the problem is these guys are getting the money no matter how they perform on the field, it seems like. Pay them weekly, set up a co-op, pay them weekly, or pay them at the end of the season based on how they're doing. I mean, it's very simple. Then they might actually have some motivation. They have no pride being a Razorback, it seems. That doesn't matter. It's all about the NIL. Look at Colorado. Look at Sanders, the Rolex flash. They've lost, what, six in a row. Big deal. And flat. It's, anyway, that has was created the mess. You've got to control the NIL. Then they might actually play with a little motivation. Thanks, guys. Thanks, David. So I would say to that point, you've you can't pay to play, or um it's the, the pay for play even though it happens the um what am I looking for the performance you can't pay per performance you can't give someone more money if they perform better and whatnot is at least what's supposedly going on Arkansas had bad football teams before that nil has had nothing to do with it it didn't exist but that's where everyone points to nowadays the fact that oh Arkansas football any good this year so it's nil problem. Guys, there's other problems on this campus. Your talent's not what it is compared to the rest of the SEC. Your coaching's not been good this year. It, I would say that NIL is not, for me, a top two or three issue for this football team. It's just an easy one to point out because it's new and you feel like that's where the team is right now. That's my opinion on that. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So the 2023 nominees for the Broyles Award came out, and an Arkansas staff member is on that list. Travis Williams actually made it as a nominee. Now, I doubt he's a finalist at this point in time, but it is something to be said about a defense, Tommy, that was outside the top 120 in total defense to inside the top 50 this year. They had a dreadful performance last week. Offense didn't really help him out, but that's at least one positive you could take away the season is the defense has yeah. improved a good chunk. Yeah, they gave up too many points. Not all those points were on the defense, but, uh, you know, because you think about the, the rocket fumble or whatever happened in that pile and yeah. the ball gets returned. It didn't you know, it didn't matter at that point. It makes it look worse than it was, but um, it was bad already. It made it look worse. But anyway, point is the defense has been, I think, exceeded most people's expectations. Yeah, no question. I know what last week was, but I think it's exceeded expectations. And I find that interesting, again, the offense putting so many times the defense in bad situations. This is the first time I've heard an offensive player actually address this. Josh Braun was on with us last night. Here's what he said about that situation. When the offense doesn't execute at a high rate and the special teams doesn't execute at a high rate, it puts a lot of stress on the defense. And we need to put them in the best position possible for them to be successful. And, and we as an offense fail to put them in that position. And it hasn't just been this past Saturday. There's been several Saturdays where the defense actually came up big for you, even though the offense put them in a tough, tough spot. Hopefully you don't have that again against FIU. So you heard from Josh Braun there. 
when it comes to, again, the this football team heading into Saturday. Sam Pittman also addressed uh, coaching next year. I know that's something he's been asked about this week. Here was his response to that. Well, you're always trying to win. Honestly, it doesn't feel a whole lot different than what it does every week. We want to win and coach for our players to be the best they possibly can be. In coaching, I think a lot of times you get concerned when you felt like you've had a really good practice week and it doesn't go well on a Saturday. So we went back and tried to figure out if we can change something up. Obviously, it was the same thing we did against Florida format-wise. What do you think Sam Pittman Live is like tonight? What's the mood? It'll be on these airwaves at 7 o'clock. I know a lot of you tune in each and every week. What's the what's the mood like there tonight? Supportive. I mean, the people that go to that are going to clap for the coach. They're going to be excited to be there. Um, again, people like Sam, and they want him to do well. That's the hard part about this. It's not just that, you know, yes, you want your program to win. Yes, you want the Razorbacks to win. We all agree on that. We want Sam Pippen to win. We like Sam. Sam loves the Razorbacks. That, that, that's what makes what we're seeing unfold and the potential fate of all this even harder for, it does for me at least, because you want to see Sam Pippen win. It's, you know, right next to see my team win, I want to see that guy win. Mm-hmm. So I think you- that the crowd at his show tonight will be very supportive because those are the people that would show up. So let me, let me juxtapose that thought real quick. Houston, all we know, loved the University of Arkansas. Still does to this day. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Bobby Petrino loved Arkansas when he was here? Loved nope. it? Nope. But he won, so no one cared? He loved he loved winning, mm-hmm. and he loved competing, and he loved, you know, everything that came along with it. But, you know, not, not, like, not like Nutt or not like, I mean, no. No. So, again, that all that stuff is, is great and it's important and we like that. But at the end of the day, the reality is the winning is still more important than everything else. Like Todd says this here on YouTube this morning. He says, Sam Pittman is a great guy. She's not the right guy for Arkansas. That's opinion shared by, I would say, a lot of people to this point in time. We'll see if Hunter Yurchek makes a decision on that. I just know that's, I don't necessarily have been the sweeping support lately, but that sure seems like a lot of people have that opinion on that. I got an opinion. If you got some free tickets that you're not using on Friday night, you can't go Give them up. And Coach talked about that. Coach Must talked about that last night. That ticket give back really helps. I mean, some of the emails and feedback that we've gotten from the 200 or so that were passed out. And Riley Hall in our office did a great job. I mean, I know he gave out at least 75 himself that were given back to fire station, police stations, schools. So it's, it's been really, really a good thing to give back to some people that maybe normally wouldn't be able to come. And I would guess, again, Monday night, there were some people in that audience that you heard from Coach that haven't been to a game either this year or at any point. If you ever are not going to use your tickets and you can't sell them, We'll give them away. Muscle will give them away. The, st- the the athletics department will give away. I just want to see, again, at Bud Walton Arena. But I would guess Friday night before a home game, you're going to see a decent crowd. I would I think so. People have, have made plans and reserved their hotel rooms. And high school football, for some, ended last week. For others, a couple of weeks ago. So you, maybe you got a free Friday night that you hadn't had for, for, for whatever reason. So... Um, and you were probably, you know, let's be honest, able to score maybe a better football ticket for this weekend. If you're if you're not a season ticket holder, but you were able to score some tickets, maybe you got a, a pretty good football seat. Hey, I'm going to go to the game regardless of all this other stuff Ty and Tommy are talking about and coaches being fired and all that. I just want to go watch the Razorbacks. There's going to be a lot of people that, hey, I'm going to get to sit on the 40-yard line on the west side about 20 rows up this week. There'll be some people that go and just, hey, they just won't be fans this weekend. So go to the basketball game too. Yep. That's going to do it for your hog update this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Chris has phoned in here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, Fort Smith, this morning. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Um, I just had a, a question I wanted to get your thoughts or feedback. And maybe you've talked a little bit about this, but if you do, uh, I apologize. Um Considering the way the offense uh, has been back and forth and, and all that, and we obviously don't know what to expect on Saturday, if, worst-case scenario, somehow Florida International beats us, 
would that be harder for your check to even justify to himself keeping Pittman? When would that be more of a a stroke of death, so to speak, where he's like, "Well, I just don't have a choice," or is it one of those things with, with Pittman's buyout that it is so much that it's just that if if he were to fire him, that the buyout is so expensive that it would be hard to find a coach to replace him that would make us better than, than where we are at currently. And I'll get off and let you guys answer. Uh, thanks for the call, Chris. I got to go back and look at the contract. I think the buyout is sliced in half if they're above, or excuse me, below 500. I got to look at the specifics again. There's something, and 2020 doesn't count because of COVID, but since 2021, you balance those records, there's less of a buyout you have to pay if it's a losing percentage at that point. And I don't know where Arkansas currently is under Pittman since 2021 if you lose on Saturday. I do, again, it's the death nail. They lose on Saturday, he's gone. Now, he might not be gone Sunday, but he'd be gone after the season if they lose to FIU. I think it's one of those deals where the question has answered itself if that happened. And I don't expect that to happen. I think Arkansas is going to win this game on Saturday. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. I thought an interesting question was posed to Sam Pittman this week, talking about the firing of Jimbo Fisher, the firing of Zach Arnett, how that potentially affected him. How do you think that's playing to the psyche of everything that's gone on the last few days or so? You mean for Sam? Uh Uh-huh. I think that all coaches uh, live in the world that they know – they're short-term. Uh, there's not any long-term coaches now outside of maybe Nick Saban. Um, so, you know, they're they're hired to be fired. They, they know that. That's just part of it. And you work with that, um, that thought. You know, does it put pressure? The good ones, uh, they don't need that pressure. They're already motivated. You know, he's he's been in it for a long time. He knows what reality is. And do you think reality is is set in to this point? Do you think there's an expectation whether it's this year at the end of the season or at some point mid or maybe even next year? I mean, is there any way that he could actually turn this thing around and be in Fayetteville a substantial more amount of years? Or do you think it's just a stopgap at this point? Yeah, I mean, do you think that he can, you know, do what he did two years ago? Which was go nine and four. I mean, they can. They went to a bowl game last year. You know, won seven games. So yeah, they, there's. It's not a a huge jump uh, to look at the games they lost this year, except for one, which was the last week, and see that you know a play here or there, and they're in a much different situation. And, and that's you know that's the way he looks at it. Uh, I don't know how you look at it. That's you know that's mm-hmm. that's for your own and for every fan. And I hear you use the pronoun you a lot, and I you know I don't pretend to do that. You know I just say what you know what, what I'm going to do. Um, and I think you have to be careful with you know how you 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 think everything's going to play out because we don't know. Okay. Uh, and Sam was pretty clear that there's two people that you know have been in this conversation and i'm sure he's talked to his wife so there there's mm-hmm. you know there's you know there's family but uh, yeah i think that everything you know is is you know you just go forward and every game you make a decision now I'll, you know i'll caution people not to make decisions before it's uh you know all the cards are on the table you know we still got two more games and 
you know, you know, there's there's things like recruiting to consider, but the Hunter is inside the team. He's you know he travels to games. He's in the locker room. He's at practice. Every practice that I have been to in the last say six years, seven years, he's been there at some point during practice. You know, football is you know where the money is. And he's, you know, his sons have played on teams at Arkansas or coached on teams, you know, on staff. So he, he's got inside information. He knows exactly what's going on, and he's the guy that's going to make the decision. And that's the way it should be. And he'll, he will continue to, you know, compile information. You know, it's sometimes we want to reward coaches before it's time. Sometimes we want to fire coaches before it's time. I, I remember... John Pelfrey beating Oklahoma and Texas back to back in a matter of, you know, three, four, five days. And, you know, that's, I believe it was late December. And, you know, the fans that were around me were like, Jeff Long better lock him up in a 10 year contract. <laughs> and he says, no, you wait until everything is played out. And I'm glad they did. Yeah. Well, let me get my pronoun right. I think that a lot of fans have a struggle with this because they personally really like Sam Pittman. I think that's what makes this conversation so <clears throat> uncomfortable is we want Sam to win because we like Sam, because yeah. he loves the Razorbacks. We, he, we feel like, I think that the, the plural, we feel like he's one of us, and that's what yeah. makes this hard, Clay. Well, that's fine, and it can be hard, and still you have to do what's, you know, what you have to do if you're the athletic director. And it's not any different than the way we felt about Mike Anderson. And, and Hunter, Hunter said it was a really tough decision because of how much, you know, that he respected him as a person. And that's the way it is. But it still comes down to a business decision. And, you know, Hunter is going to do what's right for him, too. Uh, I mean, you saw what happened to Jeff Long when he didn't uh, do what the board wanted. Well, they just, you know, that was one fell swoop. You're gone and you're gone. And that can happen. I don't think that's where, where we're at right now. First of all, because I think Hunter is, uh, I haven't seen him make one decision that I say that, you know, that, that's, that's going to backfire on him. And you might say, well, he hired Sam Pittman, but it, it's, uh, you know, he, he did take him to the Outback Bowl and they did beat Penn State. So, I mean, I, you know, there, there, there's been some good there and there can still be some good. I, you know, it doesn't, wasn't much fun to watch that game Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, and you know the the tough thing for him is that the home games have been bad. You know, it's like they, they played great on the road, but you know the only you know only three thousand people were in attendance to those games, and whereas you got sixty to you know seventy two thousand have seen them play awful at home. Talking with Clay Henry here this morning on a What's Your Beef Wednesday. I want to go to something Coach Pittman said. You've only had one commit in this class that has decommitted. That's Cordy Crutchfield out of Pine Bluff. Uh, portal, uh, I know, is something that has been a topic of discussion if you see a number of guys hit the portal after this season. Here's what Coach said about that this week. Well, so far it hadn't been difficult at all. Obviously, we talk to our kids on a daily basis, and I know the defensive staff yesterday talked to every kid on the team, also with the recruits because of all the noise that was going on. I don't know why you'd leave the University of Arkansas. We treat our kids like they're supposed to be treated. We expect them to get an education, and it's a great place to live and a great place to get a, get a degree. I wouldn't have any idea why they'd want to leave. So you said something at the end there, treat kids want to be treated. I know there's we've had some callers and textures on the McCarty Daniel hotline this morning asking why they haven't visibly seen more anger, more rage, more old school coaching to Sam Pittman. Tommy, you made a good point earlier. It's just harder to do that in today's yeah, day and age with the portal. There's less Nick Sabins out there than there's ever been before in terms of well, how you coach. Not necessarily the, the caliber of coach, but how you coach. But it's not even it's not even just football. It's in general. You can't you can't deal with with today's young adults. I hate to call them kids because they're young adults in the same manner that you have managed and dealt with them and held them accountable and the expectations and the toughness. It, that that management style just doesn't work like it once did. So it, there is a kind of a new age. And I mean, yeah, I prefer the old school. I think that's the the way to do it. But Clay, there's, you know, I don't think it's as effective as we'd like it to be anymore. Well, I, 
I, I know that that's the you know that's the general thought by everybody. But if you watch, you know, Eric Musselman coach, he definitely is old school, and I mean, he definitely gets after his players, and he coaches them hard. He loves them too, and I, you know, I you know talked a long time with Wilson Matthews as the years were were passing, and I said, "Can you still coach that way?" And, and he says, "You can if you love them." And they know you love them. And I've heard Sam say that many times. What uh, what we don't see is the closed practices, the way he gets after a player. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it, and I've been there. And I, I don't think he has a tr- has any problem throwing a guy out of practice. You know, sending him to the house just like Bobby Petrino would. And I, you know, I've heard him use language that I, you know, that is just reserved for the football field. Um, he does not do that during games. He does not show that side during games. And I think that's probably smart um, because, you know, players do not want to be humiliated on national TV. And it's national TV every every game now, you know, with streaming. So I, I think he might be uh, a little you know, old school more than you think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I, I've heard plenty of examples and yeah. plenty of stories from parents and players that have that have been there. So, yeah, he's got an edge to him. Don't, don't yeah, he kid does. yourself. He, and it can be hard, does. yeah. And uh, But he, but he'll be in that locker room afterwards making sure that, you know, hey, he's asking them about their mama and their girlfriend and know all that stuff. If you do, then it, you know, you, you got a little leeway. Uh, but it's uh, he, he's a little bit like Mike Anderson is that he's not going to go off on the officials too much. He's going to tell them what he thinks, but he's not going to get 15-yard penalties. You know, Mike didn't get technicals. People want him to get technicals, but that wasn't him. Um, but I think that that it's, uh, you know, it, when you're not winning, everything becomes uh, a picking point. 100%. You know, you know, it's like, okay, he's too heavy. Well, when he when he was winning, you didn't care, and the only thing that really matters is winning. Yeah. All right, let's go to the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Welcome in Mark, who's in Nashville with Clay, Tommy, and myself, and Big C this morning. What's up, Mark? What's going on, guys? Hey, just real quick, you know, before we lost Saturday, it's just kind of whispers on what to do about Sam Pittman, what to do about the other coaches. Now that we've lost, you know, in that kind of a fashion. It's not whispers anymore. Everybody's yelling. Everybody's get rid of him. We got to do this. We got to do that. Why did it take us losing seven games before all these talks, you know, got so loud? Not that I'm saying I think Sam Pittman should go because I really personally like him. But why did it take so long before all these big conversations started happening about something needs to be done? Well, I would say, uh, and Mark, appreciate you calling us this morning. It's the way you lost. And listen, I was as irritated as anyone with the fact that, yes, they still lost games, but you lost by three, three, seven, uh, even the Texas A&M game, which looked like it was out of hand. You ended up only losing by 12. This game, you got clocked by 38. There is a difference on that. So the overwhelming majority of the fan base kind of switched, even after the win against Florida in the swamp last week, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, that, that's not it to me. Um, they won bowl games the last two years. I mean, he, you know, he earned, you know, you know, a little bit of rope. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, you know, that most knowledgeable fans understand that. And they also, you know, they also understand that, you know, those games that they've lost and that, that schedule that they were assigned four straight on the road like that. That nobody else was playing against those type teams, and you're playing the games close. You know you're ahead in the fourth quarter at Ole Miss. You're going toe to toe to Alabama in the fourth quarter. That's why there wasn't anything. I mean, it's like you know you, you've won some games, you've won some big games, um, but it when you don't play well at home in November, it's a mess. I'm just telling you. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear. Texas A&M, who did not make a bowl last year, had a similar stretch like Arkansas did where the A&M-Arkansas game lined up in a four-game stretch where they pay, played three of the four on the road, one in Jerry World, and they last year were in the similar situation that Arkansas is this year. We know A&M's roster's a lot better than Arkansas at this point. So I mean, typically there's not success in those type of stretches even for 
rosters that are head and shoulders above Arkansas, like A&M's is yeah, they year were, after year. They were going through the same thing, breaking in a new offensive line, yep. and it, it is no fun. Nope, it is it, it is not to this point. But I will say in that stretch, I mean, you got to get one of those wins. You, you can't go 0-4, and, and I know they were close, but you, you've got to find a way to pull out one of those games, and you just weren't able to do that. And the BYU, as we've talked about, the BYU lost previously in Fayetteville. People wouldn't have been as angry about the stretch if you had just beaten the Cougars. You weren't able to do that, and you just put yourself in a difficult situation if you're Sam Pippen and the staff. So I saw this thing, and I think it's a beef of some because I know a lot of you would love to get a $77 million buyout if you were fired at your job at any point. Jimbo Fisher is going to be paid over $26,000 a day for the next eight years not to coach. Yeah. And here's the other thing. A&M. Even if he goes and gets another job tomorrow, none of that's offset or mitigated no, not. by a new uh, source of revenue. Most of these buyouts, Clay, have a, a deal that, hey, once you go, you have to seek employment. And once you do, that offsets the buyout. Um, he, he gets all of this regardless of what his next move is. So does his attorney, and he should be congratulated. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. Oh, point. man. He has the largest buyout in college football history by 50-plus million dollars. Gus Malzahn actually is the second highest at over $21 million. So, so what you're trying to tell me is that, is that Jimbo's son can get as many gold chains as he wants? I think so. I think he's going to have an opportunity to, to— I mean, he already has like a Mr. T starter set. And, I, I mean, I, I guess we won't get to see that guy anymore. Yeah. He, he's kind of grown up on our on our screen. You know, the the big wins you see him, you don't after the losses. Yeah. I don't know who the, the better lawyer is, guys. Is it that one or the one that's going to be a part of this class action lawsuit against Flow Sports? Have you all seen this? So from 2019-2023, they – Flow Sports allegedly – enrolled in automatically renewing subscriptions without adequate disclosures and notice regarding renewal changes and cancellation terms. So if you were a part of that anytime from August of 2018 to June of 2023, here's the kicker though. It's only in California, New York, North Carolina, Oregon, Florida, Illinois, DC, North Dakota, Virginia, Hawaii, and Vermont. So Arkansas, Arkansas fans, if they were Again, overcharged or something like this, they can't be involved with this lawsuit because it's not in those states itself. But I'm sure there's plenty of Arkansas fans out there that are fed up with flow sports, which you see or at least well, hear about once a year during baseball season. It was better last time than it had been, and it's better. I thought than, it was terrific, and yeah. it's better than not getting to see the game at all. Yeah, it's, and I'm sure they've 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 been able to overcharge people enough that they're finally getting good gear yeah so <laughs> geez i know uh, we got a text in here from skyler texting on the mccarty daniel hotline his beef is the polar express clay what i don't think i've asked you your opinion yet what what did you think about that happening in the red shirt locker well i've tried to watch i tried to watch polar express one time and it, <laughs> it didn't do anything for me i mean i the animated stuff is that what you're asking me? Did I like it? <laughs> well, that's what Coach was talking about on Monday. What was it? Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, I it's seen like Polar Express, so I don't really know my thoughts on the movie. But you know, in our locker room, I want to reward our kids by letting them run through the A if they practice well. And so we don't have enough lockers in our main locker to house all the kids. So some of them have to go in a separate locker. It's separate and a separate door to the locker. Young man, I've already addressed it with him. He made a mistake. That's why we don't want cameras in the locker room for several reasons. And that makes sense on on that. But I did find it funny when he initially was like, you were asking what I think about Polar Express. Uh, Again, he's trying to find some lighthearted stuff to talk about because most of this stuff's been pretty serious to this point. Yeah, see, I think that guy's probably going to be doing some Express stuff. Yeah, He's going to be... After practice, they're going to say, okay, line up. Let's see what kind of express you got in those legs. The the bigger issue I see is not the fact that it was on the TV. It's someone not not only videoed it, but it got sent out. And that, that to me, is the the bigger issue. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. 
subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.